0: Good morning. Today is Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. I'd like to share something with you from Rav Aaron Lichtenstein, a blessed memory. Rav Soloveitchik, Rav Yosef Soloveitchik, known to us as the Rav, once said that the problem that we have with meaningful prayer especially in our generation, is that the average Jew doesn't want to daven, to pray. They want to be eiskedavent, meaning they want to have fulfilled the obligation to pray, but not necessarily to actually pray. And that's an insightful comment. And so, given that, the question that every individual must ask themselves is, to what extent do I want to pray for the sake of my soul, for the sake of my relationship with God? And to what extent am I doing so simply out of a sense of obligation or daily routine? or habit. Rav went on to say that if there is one specific area where he senses a certain laxity in relation to prayer, he says he can narrow it down to one word, and that is the word amen. Now, we all know that the word amen is the word that we say when someone else makes a bracha (coughs) please excuse me (coughs) i don't have COVID. i'm just clearing my throat we answer amen to say that we agree with the bracha the blessing that we heard someone else say but the but our rabbis in the talmud have such statements about the power of answering amein to a bracha, that it's an incredible, incredible thing. Just to give you one example, Amar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish says in the Talmud, Mesech the Shabbos, Kal ha'one amein, whoever answers amen to someone else's bracha, which literally means with all his strength, God opens for that person the doors to the garden of Eden. They enter paradise. In other words, explains and seen, by answering amen, we remove the barrier that separates us from God, and we build a bridge between ourselves and God. And that's all because of one word, one small word, amen. What does it mean? To say Amen, B'chol Kokho, with all your strength. It's interesting, there's at least one Hasidic group that I know about. <clears throat> and a couple of times I actually attended davening at this place, and it's a very unusual experience. They believe this is a very small group of Hasidim, they believe B'chol Kokho means. At the very top of your lungs. So that if you attend this Minion. Literally. They are screaming. At the top of their lungs. When they say these words. It's. Uh, it's a unique experience. Um, which I'm interested to have attended once and i think that will do it for me uh with with that uh, approach but rabbe Yonah and the much more normative way of understanding mukhalcocho with all one strength is with full intention what's the full intention the talmud at another place says something very, very important. And it's talking about another context, a different context. It's talking about where one person made an oath, a certain promise, and then someone else hears it and they say, Amen. So, Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says, whoever answers Amen when their fellow says an oath or a statement, It's as if I said the exact same words. In other words, a person can accept upon themselves, can express, and I put that in quotation marks, everything that they heard the other say, simply by answering the word "Amen." It is legally and spiritually equivalent that I said every one of those words. And therefore, explains Rabbi Lichtenstein, to say amen, bakal, kocho, to a blessing or in part of davening. It means that I'm saying it not just like a random word, something meaningless that comes out of my mouth, like a cough. Or a sneeze, but it means rather that I am encapsulating the statement that I heard. It is as if I said the words myself. And that's the reason that it requires full intention, full awareness, full consciousness, full intention. Now, that applies when we answer amen in any context. For example, at home. Let's say I'm at home and let's say Friday night, somebody is making kiddush and I answer amen. Or let's say someone is making the bracha hamotzi lechem in over bread and I answer amen. So full intention means My word amen is equivalent that I said every single word. And therefore, that bracha counts as if I myself said it, even though I only uttered one word, amen. That's how amen works. That applies in every context. But the Rambam, Maimonides, describes the word amen when it occurs within the context of saying it in shul in the synagogue as part of the prayer service when we the congregation answer amen to the bracha, the blessing of the chazan, of the person leading the service. And he does so as follows when he describes the way the public prayer takes place, he says, the chazin says the bracha, the blessing, and the congregation answers amen. In other words, it is not just that when the congregation says amen to the bracha of the chazan. That they are agreeing with what the chazan said, and it is if they themselves said it, because in shul, as you are familiar, a person answer a person in the congregation answers amen to the blessing of the chazan, even if I myself already said the words. I said the bracha myself. Now the chazan is repeating it. Now the chazan is saying it out loud. And I answer amen again. Well, what possible need is there for me to agree with what the chazan said? I said it myself in the actual words. What the Rambam is teaching us is that in shul, when we respond amen to the chazan's bracha, even if we have said it ourselves, there is something else that is happening. There is a deeper layer to the meaning of that amain. It achieves something different than just simply agreeing with what the chazan said and having it be the equivalent as if I myself had said the words. And that is, according to the Rambam, as Rabbi Lichlantin explains, During prayer in shul, all the congregants are standing next to each other. These days, not so close to each other, but we're standing in the same room. We're davening together. When we are simply praying in shul with a minion, each person is really an island of their own prayer. I am praying my prayer. You standing next to me, you're praying your prayer. You on the other side of the room, you're praying your prayer. Each of us, we're joined. We're in the same room. But each of us is an island of prayer. But when we answer Amen, it unifies the congregation into a single entity of prayer. It makes it saying Amen within the context of a minion, within a shul, it transforms the experience of prayer. Because it creates a single entity that is praying that word together. And in doing so, it magnifies its power. So I wanted to try to find a way to convey this to you in a graphic and dramatic manner and i think i found a way to do this i want to share with you a video this comes from a news report you may have heard about it it was several years ago now hold on one second let me just set the scene it's very short i'm going to start to play it and then i'm going to stop it and then play the rest i'll explain why Heart-stopping moment and a lot of teamwork averting tragedy at this train station. A man falling into a narrow space between the train and the platform. His leg gets caught. Okay, now, now you're going to see what happens, but you need to watch this next part very carefully because it's not obvious the first time you see it exactly the detail that I want to bring out. Watch it one more time from the beginning. Let's get this on. Okay. Heart-stopping moment and a lot of teamwork averting tragedy at this train station. A man falling into a narrow space between the train and the platform. His leg gets caught. Watch carefully. He can't get out. A passenger then alerts a platform attendant who stops the train from leaving. And that's when everyone jumps into action, teaming up and swarming together to push the carriage away from the platform. Men, women, and children giving it all they've got there and mission finally accomplished. All happened during the morning rush hour at the Sterling Station in Perth, Australia. Now, I hope you're able to pick up the detail that I wanted to share because the man is stuck. He's in big trouble. At first, everyone gets out of the car and they start pushing to try to move the car to create more space so the man can get his leg out. But if you notice, with everyone pushing, no one even altogether is strong enough to tilt the train. And then someone conducts someone orchestrates something like we don't hear the sound but it's something like uh on my count one two three go and that's when they all do it in a coordinated fashion and together at one moment that's when their strength is Accumulated into one gigantic and focused push, and that gesture frees this man. That is what answering a main in Shul does, it transforms the efforts of many individuals. Pushing at the same time, which is strong, but it's not strong enough. But answering Amen transforms the prayers of many individuals into a single entity of prayer, which is coordinated, which is orchestrated, which is focused. And which has tremendously greater force. That is Amen. And that's what it achieves in synagogue during a minion when it is said, Bechol Kocho, with all our strength. My friends, I want to wish you a great day.